Because here's the thing, CJ, you can't save a cold open. Like they have to come organically. Like they have to, they have to come from a, a very real and a very grounded place. They have to come from a, maybe it's a sacred place. Like you, you don't force the opening. You're such a bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> For those of you joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one film at a time. I am here, as always, with the Hank Pym to my long-lost Janet Van Dyne, Mr. CJ LaRoche. CJ, how are you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling great. But did you know that in the comics, uh, Hank Pym actually beat up Janet Van Dyne? So I did not know um, that. That's wanna... fucking dark. Yeah. Yeah, he slapped her, uh, and then they ended up going with, you know, the reason why Darren Cross was crazy. Uh, they said that, you know, the pin particles were getting to his head a little bit. So there will, But there will be no violence against you this evening, Andrew. I am here to just support and honor my co-host. That's how I'm feeling. I appreciate that. And I love the sentiment of it. And I want to ride that till the wheels fall off. Do you want to tell the listeners what movie we're talking about this week? Absolutely. On tonight's episode of Icon or Wycon, we will be discussing Clueless 2. The stepbrother got some fucking abs, man. He sure did. Like, talk about a glow up. He's aging in reverse. He looks fantastic. My God, the man is fit. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Not the name of the movie, though. No, it's not. No, tonight we will continue. Tonight on Icon or Wycon, we will continue our journey through the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we will be discussing Ant-Man. Shitty title, great movie. Shitty title. Uh, there was not a lot of like great hype surrounding the movie because it was like Paul Rudd. Ant-Man? What the oh. hell is going on here? Yeah, it was I mean, a lot of huh. Basically, in the MCU, we've already sort of like replaced Ant-Man and the Wasp with Black Widow and Hawkeye as founding members of the Avengers. Um, but you folks out there that read the comics, you know Ant-Man and the Wasp were actually founding members of the Avengers. So we're very excited to get Ant-Man. Um, and then halfway through the film, uh, we meet the Wasp. Uh, And as I alluded to a little bit earlier, I love the fact that they honored the comics by making Hank Pym a little crazy, a little violent, um, but took a little bit of a turn by making Scott Lang the focal point um, of this particular version of uh, Ant-Man. So right right off the bat, like that first scene with stark and peggy carter and the bad guy uh thomas i think his name, last name is thomas uh I'm, I'm 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 on board and the de-aging of michael douglas i mean that could have been its own three-act play they, so they, I, this is like the this is the first time i feel like it works they had a great handle on the technology by this point yeah absolutely uh, that that 1989 intro is so fun so much fun. The Triskelion being built. Oh, uh, 1989, 89. That's what I said. You said 99. I didn't say 99. I said 89. You're not listening, CJ. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to play it back. Okay. 
Okay, loser has to buy the other McDonald's at 2.47 a.m. Sounds great. I'm here for it. So the 1989 intro. Yep. It was quite. Oh, I will fucking kill. It was great. (laughs) It was great. Also, shout out to the woman that still needs a dance at this point. Oh, my God. Haley, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Mitchell Carson is the bad guy's name. Mitchell Carson, just real quick. Mitchell Carson. Sure. Not Thomas. But I love that Haley is there. I I love that she's aged now, that we're seeing her relationship with S.H.I.E.L.D. And we're exploring this new era. I I love this fraught relationship between uh, Hank and Stark. Yep. You know, I love that. I love that later on in the movie, he said, I've spent years trying to keep this technology away from a Stark. I'm not just going to turn it over to one now. 100%. And that is a great fucking way to say to the audience Hey, it's okay that we don't call the Avengers. Yeah. Yep. It's a great way to get them out of the picture. Now, yep. uh, they Literally, do kind of weave in out of the some picture, of, like, cause we call films pictures sometimes. Thank you for clarifying out of the picture. Yeah. So the tone of this movie is so wildly different from anything we've seen. And I think that's mm-hmm. really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell from the beginning with Scott and the circle, and we think it's going to be something so hardcore. And then it's so fun and playful. Luis, Luis, what a bright light in this movie throughout the entire thing. Every time Luis comes on, you're happy. Shout out, Michael, Mother Effin Pena. So good. Wow. What, what a gift that man is to the American cinema. He's really so good. He's, He's so, so good. good. He's so funny. He's so charming. Um, believably naive. And just absolute 100% A-plus casting. Could not have done it any better. Maybe uh, Guillermo, what's his butt from Half-Baked? But he might have been a little too old at this point. Diaz? Guillermo Diaz, yeah. That's Uh, the only other way that that I could have gone with that role. Guillermo Diaz would have been hilarious because he's also amazing. It would have been incredible. He's a fantastic actor and he's very, very funny. No question. Uh, he kind of moved away from uh, Scarface type roles, though. Well, duh. I mean, he had to, right? Yeah. Like he was in um, 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 that thing with Kerry Washington, Scandal. Scandal. And he uh, was so good. Yeah, so good. So good. Let's talk about Baskin Robbins. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know why the Baskin Robbins sequence is so funny. I don't know why it's so memorable, but it really does stand out. You watch the whole movie, you remember that whole thing about Baskin Robbins. It's such, is it product placement? It must be. No, I'll tell you what it is, man. It's you've got two like veteran stand up comics flanking Paul Rudd in that, that segment. Yeah. John, Johnny uh, Pemberton, right? Um, and then the other guy's name, oh, I can't, I can't remember it, but he is so funny. And the way that they both play it, like just absolute 100% committed to the ridiculousness of everything that's happening around them. That's what makes that. I mean, also the writing. Well, he's like, just, just whatever's hot and ready. Yeah. Like, Can we please <laughs> take care of this idiot? Like, yeah. Do you, do you watch Superstore? I do not watch Superstore. Should I? Okay. So yeah, no, Johnny Pemberton does something that is just, you, 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 the first time you see it, you think that the man is like, he must be that guy. 
mm-hmm. right? Because there's no way that anybody can pull that off the way that he's pulling it off. But he, it's it's brilliant. Everybody, go watch Superstore. It's well I, worth it. I I love the Baskin Robbins sequence. I, I love that uh, the boss is like, oh no, what you did was awesome. I mean, I'm I'm not have to let you go, but like power, fire power to people. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's so good. And then when he gets back to the lair, and he, they're like, Baskin Robbins always finds out, man. Like they, they have this know. reputation. Like they dig deep. They always know. <laughs> it's so good. This leads up to another bright spot. I mean, we're going to give Michael Pena a lot of shout outs because he's so good in this movie. And what's really funny is I remember loving him. I remember loving this movie. I forgot how much juice they give him. Mm-hmm. Like anytime, oh, yeah. anytime that character is involved in the story, they really lean on him and his gifts a lot. Oh, no, no question. Whenever he's around, he is the rhythm. Oh, he it's make, so good. He makes it go. That first long ass story. It's yeah. so funny. And the it's way they so cut funny. it and the way they edit it, it's so good. Yeah. And I think that's kind of when you realize that this is a Marvel movie, but they're just committing to doing something different and having yeah. a wildly different tone. Yeah. It's a heist film. Yeah. You know, it's it's Ocean's Eleven. It is very Ocean's Eleven. It's very funny. Universe. Yeah. So they do this it's robbery. So they do this robbery, but like hank wanted them to do it this is where it gets weird like it's so a little strange so so we have to take this leap where like hank sort of talked to the right people to get to louise to get to scott and granted it's so silly and so bonkers and then they bookend it because falcon ends up doing the same thing at the end uh-huh. but like i don't know how every like worst criminal ever that they know exactly how to get to scott through louise but whatever. Yeah, it it, it also it's 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 one of those like, what's the plan? Yeah, it, is, that, it is really, that really your plan, Hank? You know, like, do we just are we do we need some filler? Did somebody have like a great idea for that scene? You know, where where Michael, uh, where Luis like talks about you know all the people that he met and how he met them, and we just needed to get that in there. Um, you know, I'm I'm showing my cards, but like. That that really doesn't work for me. <laughs> but you know, it's so funny though. It's cinematic. such a well executed scene. It's just oh, it's so funny and so well executed. But at the same time, it's you know when you're watching it with like even like a little bit of a critical eye, it really oh. stands out in an otherwise I would say solid, you know, storyline. Well, because here's the thing: Hank is way too smart to be that circuitous about getting Scott Lang, like. He's going to yeah. do this whole thing. And then, and then the payoff is that tricking him into putting on the suit. Yeah, no, it, it, I, it doesn't make sense. It's, it doesn't make any Especially sense. It's just fun. Who's, who's carefully guarded this suit for so long. Oh yeah. Why would he risk, why would he risk it with this, you know, particularly flawed plan? Especially what's flawed about this writing is that to, for this plan to happen, Scott has to engage his crew. Yes. Something he doesn't want to do right now. Something they no. don't let him do later. Something Hank resists later. Absolutely. The three wombats. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Absolutely. No, it, it does not make sense. But everybody's so likable and charming. Oh my God. It's like a great party. Oh, it's so fun. That you go to with like a bunch of dumb people, but you know, you're a little drunk and they're really drunk and it's just so much fun that you can't look, you can't turn away. I have some questions for you. Well, I would hope that you do, because if you don't, the, you know, we might as well take a break. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I have those questions later, but I have some questions for you right now in this segment. Okay, great. 
All right. Uh, how did you feel on the updated version of the 80s training montage? Uh, no, God, fantastic. Wasn't that good? It was obviously Loved the it. Rocky. It was obviously an homage to like Rocky Karate Rocky Kid. Yeah, yeah, like it was it, exactly that. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was so fun. It was so fun. And I'll tell you, like, I don't like insects. Mm-hmm. Like they're creepy crawly to me, right? But these ants, man, I mean, you got to give them some credit. These CGI ants, they really like, they really filled out the, the scene. They really know? did. They really yeah. did. And this whole training thing kind of leads up to a major plot point that I want to isolate as something that is so strong about the writing. Okay. So the fact that the whole training montage leads to him not being able to communicate with the ants leads to hope showing that she is the right person for this mission. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and builds up that conflict between her and her father yep. and her father having to reveal to Scott that he's basically protecting her because he lost Janet. Right. Something that he's never been honest with hope about, but to tie it to Scott only participating because it will clear his name for his daughter. Yeah. It's great. Like that sentimental, that synergy of connecting Scott and Hank with the common goal of, of, of improving their image in their daughter's eyes and protecting their daughter and making decisions to protect their daughter, but decisions that wildly backfire the way that that writing gets them to see eye to eye set against the backdrop of hope and Hank being a possible future for Scott and Cassie that Scott is trying desperately to avoid is so good. And I think that's why it's easier to take in Louise long story. And the circuitous nature of that is just being silly and fluffy because that bit of the storytelling is so well-conceived. Yeah, no question. And the way that Michael Douglas plays all of those moments, the way that that man is able to flip from, you know, hey, I'm in a silly comedy to like, I really miss my wife and I really love my daughter. Yeah. Well, it's, he's just, it's why he's Michael Douglas, right? He's a star. Yeah, that's why he's a star. He's excellent. Um, also, shout out to Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a horrible reputation in Hollywood, um, but man, she is... T- talented wait what is her reputation in hollywood how do i not know about this oh yeah doesn't she have a bad reputation don't people not like her isn't she hard to work with no i don't think she's hard to work with i've never Am heard I making that. that up you might be making that up now now there was there there was an issue when the covid pandemic first started and she thought all the isolation is that what was, i'm thinking of she thought all the isolation was crazy at first and she said, uh, my kids are still going to gymnastics and they'll wash their hands and everyone can relax. That's people, what I'm thinking of. And people jumped on her really hard. And then two days later, she took it back. And she was just like, you know, I forget that social media is kind of an echo chamber and I, I really shouldn't say things. And I just didn't know. I, I didn't know that this many people had died by the time I had posted that. And that was insane. Oh, okay, great. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. Then you know what? And I think that I've actually just confused her with Katherine Heigl. Probably. Yeah. No, she's not notoriously difficult at all. She, if you look at her track record, she look at her IMDb. It's fascinating because she's like girl at party for years and she Mm. never wanted to be an actress. Like she was, she got picked up by Ford modeling agency. 
and and she started getting put in the backgrounds of things and then she books lost and she's such a huge star from lost and lost is so exhausting she's like i'm gonna retire but before i retire you say that would you say that that process for her was exhausting I'm so happy you did that. I was, I was, I was kind of lamenting that I didn't say it, and I'm so fucking happy that she did. So, but, 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 listen. So she she finishes Lost, and she says that she's going to retire after Lost. They're asking all the people that after Lost goes on, what's going to happen? And before she retires, she does Real Steel with Hugh Jackman, and that lands her in the Hobbit movies, which keeps her busy for like six years. Which and it just she hasn't stopped since then. Yeah. No, she's great, man. I'm so glad that she didn't have a bad rotation in Hollywood. Yeah. Because up until this moment, I thought that she did. I confused my mid-2000s ABC drama stars. You sure did. You sure did. And here's the trick of telling them apart. One of them doesn't do anything anymore. Yeah. Where have you gone? I think she did a Z-Quil commercial a couple years ago. Listen, we should be so lucky. I know, right? I should probably get paid for that. Anyway, I digress. This Janet backstory. Like we do. So do you want to hear this film yes. rumor that I read? Please. So you don't see Janet's face in this movie. No. But famously, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, this character is played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. There Goddess. is a rumor going around that you can kind of see eyes behind the wasp's mask in this movie. And, yeah. that, and that the production designer said, Oh, the model was always Michelle Pfeiffer. Cause it's who she, who we always wanted for this. Okay. I don't buy that for a second, but it's a the fun model Hollywood story. Was, the model was Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. When they no, were at, this is some, this is some Mandela effect shit, man. right? Yeah. That we see Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer's eyes behind that mask. We now. see them now. Yeah. Yeah. No. She was very signature. Eyes, Michelle though. Pfeiffer. Well, and the other like okay, fine, we'll do that. But the other no. rumor is Evangeline Lilly asked for Michelle Pfeiffer, and Michael Douglas asked for Captain Zeta Jones. Hmm. Captain Zeta Jones would have been amazing. She's I, always amazing. Yeah, but Michelle Pfeiffer is the right choice. And Michelle Pfeiffer is usually the right choice for our generation. Yeah, that's who I would battle for. I think in the room. Also, um, kind of it's aging in reverse. That she got. Yeah, oh, quite, no question. But it's unfortunate that Janet had came back from the quantum realm with that um, virus and turned the whole world into zombies. Is that a spoiler? For what if? I haven't seen that episode yet. I just spoiled it for you. Did That's you right. like that? Did you I, like that I spoiled it for you? I kind of like spoilers. I know you do, but how do you feel now? Do you feel like a little less of a man? Oh my God. Like, I don't, I don't think it's that deep. I I think maybe what that came out of, what that came from that, what I just said to you is my guilt for spoiling that for you. Cause I hate spoilers. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I, figured, I already knew I that there was a zombie episode. That's, I, yeah. I already knew that there was a zombie episode. I just did not know that it was Janet that did it. Yeah. It was Janet from the quantum realm, from the quantum realm. Cause there's quantum realm viruses. That's what happened. She got a virus in the quantum realm. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, I didn't either until what if. Like, as far as this movie goes, I, the quantum realm just looks like a 90s screensaver. Yeah. I feel like we maybe should start um, 
putting saying spoilers ahead for Marvel movies. Although I guess if you're watching this, you know that we just or if you're watching this, if you're listening, you know that we're spoiling the shit out of everything. Yeah, CJ, you know my rule. Like, I mean, don't tune in if you don't like a spoiler. Yeah, true story. Yeah, and anyone that wants to troll me for that, bring it. I've had a bring bullshit it. 18 months. Go for it. He needs it. I can handle it. He uh, needs your drama. How did you feel about the Hydra reveal? Oh, loved it. And I loved um, also one of those guys in a deleted scenes is with the 10 rings, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, Corey Stoll as Darren Cross. Amazing. He's amazing. Oh, he man. never and disappoints. Also, speaking of where have you gone? <laughs> Where's he been? Have, what's he done since this? Do we know? Is, have we seen him and stuff? I haven't seen him, but he seems to be always yeah. busy. Like he pops up every couple of years. Yeah, he's great in Lost. Uh, not Lost. He was great in um, um, The House of Cards. Oh, he's excellent. Yeah. He's always oh, in Pantheon. Something with Pantheon. Oh, he's in Billions. I haven't watched Billions yet. I've only seen a few episodes of Billions. Oh, scenes from a marriage. Oh, so yeah, he's been. Oh, busy. so he's he's fine. Yeah, the Deuce. The Deuce. Yeah, I love Corey Stoll. Oh, he's a voice in um, American Dad. Oh, how fun! Also girls, which I haven't seen. Anyway, digression becomes me. Yeah, I have a new question for you. Okay. Can we do this movie without the Falcon cameo? Uh, you can do this movie without the Falcon cameo, but it really brilliantly ties it into what happens next. Okay. I have zero, I have zero issues uh, with, you know, that he's connected to Stark. You know, that Stark made technology. You know, that he needs this technology. You know, that he has to go to the old factory. That's not turned into, you know, that the old factory upstate is now turned into an Avengers. No problems with it. I just think Falcon feels a little like in um, in Deadpool when they go to the mansion and it's only... I uh, haven't, haven't seen Deadpool. Oh, you haven't seen Deadpool? Spoiler alert. All right. Well, I will pay you back with a spoiler. Deadpool goes wee, to... Wee, 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 wee. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. You can't... Oh, wait, I have to listening. take your spoiler. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Because you like spoilers. That's like what, a guy to eat Brussels sprouts. Well, you like Brussels sprouts, man. Don't try, try to feed me those Brussels sprouts. This isn't fair. I'm moving on. Okay. Uh, this Langan cross fight, which is also crazy, epic, exciting, and funny. He goes to the quantum realm. Yep. His daughter is his Dumbo feather out of there. Yep. And he figures out what he needs to do to mess with the regulator. Shockingly Amazing. works. I mean, it, I don't know why that works. Well, I don't wouldn't know that why. just make the regulator big. Yeah. It, I, yeah. There's a little bit of an issue there at the end, um, but it's such a sweet moment. It's good and that he figured out how to come back is just incredible. So, yeah. And it, it just works. Um, Thomas, the tank engine blowing up. So funny. So funny, man. Good. Kudos to the uh, people who own Thomas, the tank engine. Yeah. Being like, oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Use that shit. Um, Yellow jacket is terrifying. Yeah. And and I feel like Cassie is in grave danger. Like all of a sudden the stakes get super insane. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Darren Cross's descent into madness um, is very fast and very frightening. They do bring up the particles too. They're like, it's the particles. It's the particles. Yeah. They do bring that up, but he's it's also fucking man. crazy. Yeah. Oh, and that poor goat. 
I know, right? Oh, so sad. It was really sad. But then when the, the tiny little goat is so cute. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He flicks it. It's really good. It. Um, and then and then what's great about this movie is that he comes out of the quantum realm, kicks Yellow Jacket's ass. Right. You know? Um, and then the first part of Yellow Jacket that he loses is his arm, and they complete the phase two amputation. Yep. Every single movie has an amputation in phase two. Yep. Jesus Christ. So smart. So good. Um, and we get this mega happy ending where Bobby Cannavale welcomes Scott into the family. Bobby Cannavale, kudos to you. He's man. amazing. I'm all, I love great, him and everything. What a great job he does in this movie. Yeah. It's a tough role, right? Because the, the stepfather role when the father is the hero is always dicey and a fine line to dance on and i think he does a fantastic job well also he so rarely is kind of like the good guy right he's always kind of like rough around the edges and a little bit like tough true story and he is tough in this but he's he's a family man he wants to be this girl's dad like he takes this very seriously and he thinks scott is a mess Mm -hmm. and he knows that cassie loves scott but it's hard for him because scott is a mess yeah no, absolutely. It's so sweet, though. And she's petting the giant ant at the end. Oh, my God. She loves it. It's a new pet. So we know funny. that later that giant ant uh, becomes a drummer. The giant ant does become a drummer. Yeah. Oh, oh, R.I.P. Anthony. I know. And losing Anthony. Anthony. Wait, like that hurt. That horse thing in Neverending Story. You know, nothing has scarred me like Artex in the Swamp of Sadness. But Anthony, yeah. uh, Anthony was definitely gunning for that title. But nothing... Nothing will be Artex. No. Especially because that horse actually died. What? The horse actually died. When? In the filming? Yes. The terror you see in that horse's face is real. And that is why that is so shocking because you can feel that trauma on film. That horse died. Did I just Uh, blow your mind with my movie trivia? Folks. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a second to process that. Yeah. I am. Wow. Yeah. Now isn't that something, Andrew? That's a sad scene. Yeah. But that wrecked so many childhoods. Oh yeah. Still scarred. Did we know? Did we know? No, that information didn't come out until way later. I know, but what I'm asking you is as children, did we know? Oh, I think I think you can feel it. I, I definitely think I've gone through enough grief as of late to understand that like those things imprint on you. Like there's yeah. an ener- there's an energy that gets captured that you can feel. Oh my god. So wait now. So the horse at the end, that's just that was just a different horse. Different horse. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. Fight the sadness, Artex. How did the horse die? Well, it's descending on this elevator into mud. And there was supposed to be a thing that like, you know, made sure that he could breathe and it just didn't work. So they actually, the elevator just went down into that sludge. Oh my God. Holy fuck. Okay. It was the eighties, okay. man. It was the eighties. It was, okay. you, you have to think the eighties is just after the seventies, which was the wild, wild west with director auteurs. So they just let creative people do shit. Oh my God. They killed that horse. Yeah. But Hey, Garrett Morris is in this film. 
Oh, yes. Brilliantly so. Yeah. Good stuff. He played Ant-Man on Saturday Night Live, you know. I, I do know because that's the only interaction I have with Ant-Man. And that sketch is so fucking funny because he's like, I'm Ant-Man. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. And all they do is talk about how shitty a character Ant-Man is. And that's also Sue the Invisible Girl. They say hello to her, but it's played by nobody. It's just everybody talking to air. It's hilarious. Um, let's talk about this mid-credits wasp tease. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's a different costume than they end up using, which is, is disappointing. It is. But fine. I'm okay. But it's not finished. Yeah, it's not finished. And they're going to finish it together. And it's going to look like. And we're, and we're Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Okay, we've talked about that. <laughs> All right, what about this post-credits accords tease? Dude, that was filmed by the Russos, you know. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had to lay the groundwork themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that scene actually in Civil War? There's a scene that's like it, isn't there? There's a scene that's like it. I'm not sure that specific scene is in Civil War. Okay, we'll find out. Yeah, uh, Yeah, no, totally stoked. Uh, I know a guy. Great ending. Great way to end the movie. Ant-Man will return. Cut. That's a wrap. On we go. So good. So satisfying. And, oh, and, yeah. and it's Bucky. I mean, we're going we're gonna to understand. And it's our first mention of the Accords. Yeah. Well, actually, if you noticed uh, on the news, there's a newspaper that talks about Sokovia. In okay. Movie, newspaper article. Yeah. When he's like, when he gets shoved, when he gets sort of like flicked off the guy that's holding the newspaper. Oh. Sokovia. Yeah. Drama. So much. All right. Well, we've hit the end of the movie and I really yeah. do think you need a moment to collect yourself after that Artex reveal. I can see the, yeah. So I just, I just read about it. The lift failed. Okay. See, you the had to lift, look it up. The lift failed. I knew I had lost your attention. And the horse died and that's a really awful way to go into break but here we are <laughs> let's, take, let's a take a break you know cj this is one of our pandemic traditions that i'm so glad we were super consistent with because i really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast it's pretty great now where are you seeing results andrew like in your midsection um like in your your chest area where where are the results happening best for you because i could use some listen my chest area is on fire but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media i mean i'm talking oh, to i'm talking to people absolutely. on the instagram i'm talking to people on the twitter and i want to do more of it the 18 listeners have really started to engage uh we appreciate you we see you uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there, and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on, log in, trip out. <laughs> back to the show and we're back we are back everybody good i'm okay I, good I'm okay. good i i was concerned no i'm good did you do something fun on your break well i did you know uh as everybody knows i kind of have a song um so i uh just went over my song just went over my song our rehearsal is important i rehearsed yeah. all day today for sure I know you. I, mean, I know you did. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, West Side reference. Are we excited oh, about this new West Side of movie? That trailer. Oh my God. I was so excited. We can't wait. Uh, there's some shot for shotness about it that I'm nervous about, but you know, I have West Side baggage. So, yeah, I know you do. Anyway, there have been a lot of okay. digressions tonight. Sure. You know, th- there's been a lot of tangents, and I, and I know yeah. that's on par for us. You know, this yeah. is it, it's 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 a thing that we do. But uh, yeah. you know, between Mercury being in retrograde, between my first seamless order never arriving, even though saying it had arrived, and yeah. all of these tangents that we've had, I feel like we yeah. need to we need to really center ourselves. We need to focus, and yeah. we need to just answer a few ephemeral questions. Ephemeral questions you'll ask me. What was good? What was kind of crappy? We'll give out special awards. We'll talk about the aisle. We'll wrap up the show now and sum up the ideas that we have compiled. Ephemeral questions. Well, that segment it is starting now. That was for the horse, man. It's for the fucking horse. Fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What worked about this movie for you? Uh the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. They 100% hit the nail on every head. It was like every nail, they were like, boop, and they put in another nail, and then boop, and then another nail, and boop, and they just kept hitting it. There was never a moment that was like and cringy, right? There was never yeah. a moment where they like, like a joke didn't land. Every single comic beat in this film played and played perfectly well. Most definitely. Uh, that's yeah. kind of the thing that I had to. I said the tone was flawless. Yeah. There's, and you know, I, I harp on this a lot, but this is an important thing to me. When you have a cast that understands what the tone of the movie is and they all commit to it, you have a director that's guiding them there. Everybody knows what this final product is supposed to be and they just nail it. When it's funny, it's funny. When it's heart rending, it's heart rending. Yeah. And, and when it's just actiony and insane and special effects laden, it just does that. Yeah. No, they did a great job. The, the 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 director, the creative team, everybody, the actors, everybody nailed it. Nailed so, it. I'm so curious as to what Edgar Wright's Ant-Man 2 would have been. Because, you know, he famously uh, left. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. We, we missed out, I think. We missed yeah. out on something. It could have been real, 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 real good. There are just some directors that do not like the sequel interference. And I think it's the Russo brothers who were the only ones that have really been able to navigate it. Yeah. Because the studio yeah, just have, involves yeah, themselves. When you have a body of work like the Russo brothers do, you know, it's hard to like Steven Spielberg, right? Like you're not going to, yeah. no one's going to get in fucking Steven Spielberg's way. Like, yeah. So it's unfortunate for Edgar Wright, but he, he I mean, this one was f- fucking fantastic. He did a great job. It's really, really good. He's a genius. Yeah. No question. What didn't work about this movie for you? I mean, I said it a little bit earlier, like the, the plan, what's the plan? You know, yeah, no, going back to our early days. Um, what is the plan? And it just that's the only thing that really sucks <laughs> about the film. Um, but again, like kudos to just getting it out of the way right away 
you know, it's be like, Hey, we're going to ask you to take this really huge leap in the first 10, 15 minutes, but then we're going to give you like one hour 45 of like great film. So you're not even going to really think about it until you do a podcast. Seriously, because I only remembered how charming that was until I watched it again, like with an eye for talking about it with you. And I was just like, yep. Oh, what, why would Hank go through all of that? That makes no sense. It's just you know, a cool makes- scene. It's just a cool scene and the way that they bring it back later too, you know, with uh, Falcon, uh, it, it, it just, it makes you, it, it hammers it home even more. Yeah. Like, it's like, remember this funny, great, awesome thing that we did. You don't even remember how badly, you know, plot hold it was. Yeah. But you loved it. And it was fucking hilarious. You loved it. You loved it. it was hilarious. And we're going to give it to you again so that you leave the movie, you leave the theater remembering it. Also, also one more shout out to Michael Pena. Cause in that final scene, and he's like, and I said, wait, did you, did you just tell me this? So, cause you know that I know Scott and that will get it back to him. Yeah. And he said, yes. Ah! Like the <laughs> delivery was so good with his little smile. It was so oh, good. Yeah. Timing, intention, comp comedy, you know, the, the, the triple, the triple, he's a triple threat of comedy. Oh yeah. He's got but, um, but that is also my, what didn't work that there are just a couple story beats that didn't quite hold up yeah. under a microscope. Under a microscope, they don't yeah, hinder no, totally. the enjoyment of the film. They never pop out at, so deeply. You at have 30, to like thousand feet. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no worries. There's no issues. But yeah, just some beats are like mm, I don't know, man. Yeah, but these comic book movies require a leap every now and then. Oh, for sure. Like we talked for about sure, the, all sure. all the leaps we had to take in Age of Ultron. We're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Natasha oh, loves totally Natasha loves Hulk now. Got and it. All of a sudden, we're we're, we're going to dedicate forty minutes of footage to this. All right. Yeah. Luke Skywalker is a hermit who abandoned his friends. I mean, we'll just I guess we'll I buy that. Out. I buy that. I'm not going to fight with you about Last Jedi right now. We're running out of time. We'll just, I'm not going to do I guess it. We'll just go. I guess we'll just go with that. Yeah. It worked. That made sense for the overall plot. Yeah. He was tortured. He was tortured by his yeah. failure, so he retreated. Sure. Because he yeah, thought he had crossed the finish line. Totally. It's, it's what he was taught to do, right? <laughs> I've broken him. I've broken him. 10 after 10 on the East Coast in Syracuse, New York. The man is broken. And I did Shattered. it. Shattered. Shattered. <laughs> Shattered. Does this movie make your desert island top five? Uh, you know what? I, I never would have thought that I would say that it does. It's we're, good. We are shockingly on the same page today because I wrote, I literally wrote in my notes. I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, that Absolutely. would be delightful. Watch again. Yeah. I watch it again right now. Yeah. yeah it's great. It's fucking oh, great. It's really good. Super charming. Uh, it gets in and out of there too. Oh, and it moves. Doesn't it overstay moves. its welcome. Like they yeah. get you out of there. It I, moves. The pacing is, is relentless in this film. I saw it in 3D. Oh, that's too bad. I hate. No, it's great. Oh, you don't like 3D? No, I don't at all. Oh, I love 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. Um. All right, you ready? Random bonus question. Okay. It's one I've asked you before. Oh. Who gets the TV spinoff? Genre, title. TV spinoff, genre title oh and, and character character genre title i need those three character genre and the title okay okay post snap or excuse me post blip 
You can set the time period whenever you want. Yeah, it's post blip. Okay. Um, and Paxton and Maggie are in like a full house type sitcom. They have twins. Okay. He's retired from the police force and he's become a stay-at-home dad. Title? Mm-hmm. He's Paxton Lunch now. Well done, you. Thank you. That was a multi-layered answer, and I really respect and appreciate it. Also, I would that that's going to air on like ABC Family. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. That's what yeah. I had in mind. Was the network was ABC Family? Yeah, that's a totally an ABC Family show. And Bobby Cannavale come back and play it, and it'd be so cute and so yep. so good. Yep. That's great. I, I, I love that. I, I, so, so we kind of went in similar directions, although mine, my, mine is animated. <laughs> nice. And it's, uh, it's Cassie and the ant. Oh, excellent. And it's their uh, relationship. Yes. Yep. Because the MacGuffin is that her closeness to Scott and his sort of uh, the the way he keeps using the pin particles, uh-huh, like uh-huh, because uh-huh. her genetic code is so similar to his, she sort of absorbs some ant communication powers. Okay, right. I don't but, know if that's how pin particles work, but that's how they work for this. It's not, but I'll, I can go with that. On Listen, you. that's how they work for this. Like, yeah. so she sort of absorbed a couple. I can she, go with that on you. I said, I can oh, okay. go on that with you. And she develops a closeness to her friend Antonia. And they go on adventures because Antonia kind of has some magical powers too. Amazing. Yeah. And it's a kid, it's an animated kids show. And it like fantastic. Yeah. It kind of retcons some stuff. I mean, we'll probably end up tying it to WandaVision in that (laughs) Antonia has learned some chaos magic and that's what this is. I don't know. Doesn't everything tie to WandaVision though? In my life, absolutely. Yeah. just i just hope cassie has like maybe she's got like a little doll maybe do you think she pops the head she most definitely pops the head okay that's good um special award yes my special award for the film ant-man goes to michael douglas Mm. and it is it's the swiss army actor award because my god man has range and he can do anything. He's like a loose cannon in that first scene. He's a, you know, mastermind manipulator later in the mil- the movie. Then he like plays all the comedy. Like he stands on, you know, he's on evil equal ground with all of the brilliant comedians on that screen. And then when he's talking about his wife and going to the quantum realm and the, I mean, it's, you know, it's just heart wrenching. So he is, he is the Swiss army actor award. He really is excellent. No question. And he's excellent in this movie. He's excellent in general, but he really does. Talk about an actor that can understand multiple tones in a film, Michael right. Douglas. Michael Douglas. He got it. He's, he's like, I've played all of these. I'm good. Yeah. He's always, he's always great. But yeah. in, this, in this film in particular, in his older, you know, in his older age, he just, he blew me away. He's just so seasoned. Yeah. He's so natural up there. Like, he looks great. He knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's up. And like, kudos to the, to the MCU for, you know, re- respecting their elders. Right. Like 
They love to bring back. They love to bring back a former beloved artist. They love to do that. It's awesome. Oh, and also the Stan Lee cameo in this film is great. It's great. It gets into that at the end. It's a good Stan Lee cameo. Where is he? What do you got? My special award goes to Paul Rudd for his portrayal of Scott Lang. And it's called the Beethoven Award. Okay. Because Beethoven was able to straddle two periods of music and be renowned for both of them. Beethoven's body of work is so beloved. There's a an early, a mid, and late period. And you can hear composers that influenced him and his influence on composers. And I think Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, a 90s beauty, you know, famously famously just the handsome guy you know just a handsome guy and he pops up every now and then he's handsome and lovely and then uh you know he's he's does some some films and he does some things and then he's (laughs) phoebe's husband and later in life he's phoebe's husband and friends and he like sort of kind of has a little career renaissance and then he kind of gets grouped into the judd apatow family so he kind of gets known for his comedic chops and then somehow he gets cast in this and we just didn't know what this was going to be. No, but he's brilliant. Trepidatious. And yeah, no, he's fantastic. He's brilliant. No qualms. He's a hero and he's a comedian and he's a love interest. Like he's fucking him, man. And he's a dad. He's perfect. So he gets the Beethoven award for just, we've seen him be so many things and we didn't know until this movie be like, Oh, you've been all of the things. Of course you can do that in this movie. Right. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's a great award. It's Thank a great you. Award. Thank you. I thought about the it. The whole time I was humming that song, I was like, God, I hope this isn't Mozart. Oh, for Elise? It was Beethoven's fifth. Which one were you humming? That's not the fifth. It most certainly is. That's that's for Elise. What's fifth? What's Beethoven's? Oh, it's Beethoven's fifth. Ba, 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 ba. The, the one that goes ba, 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 ba. Right? Not bah, yeah. bah, bah. I'm saying it wrong, but oh, wait a second. I just remember there was this club song. I thought it was called The Fifth of Beethoven. That song was called The Fifth of Beethoven. We're going to look it? this up. We're going to look this up right now. We're going to settle this one. We have to? We do. Oh my God. How embarrassing. We, we do. No, 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 we do. Because my music career depends on it. Well, the good news is, is that it was Beethoven. It was. That I got, be- that I got correct. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah. Thank God for that, man. So, yes, Beethoven's fifth is. Yeah. Oh, and there is. Okay, so there's actually two. A fifth of Beethoven is. That is a fifth of Beethoven. The one that I was doing, there's a there's the Fertilise uh techno mix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is great as well. Uh, but no, Fifth of Beethoven is the disco song. The other one is the techno remix. Yes. Okay. Folks, thank you for coming on that journey with us today. We're all smarter because of it. <laughs> Final question. Yes. Is this film an icon or a wacon? I can't freaking believe it, but it's an icon. It really I mean, is. Ant-Man really stole the show. 
Ant-Man steals the show. Ant-Man gives us uh, Scott Lang and Hake Pym and Hope Van Dyne and later Janet Van Dyne and uh, comes in, you know, later, but she's introduced in this movie. Uh, he is the essential reason that Endgame happens. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, and now going forward, now that we have Kang the Conqueror, spoiler alert, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania, right? Like, that uh, who knew ant-man is like such a huge player and it goes back to the comics yeah and and ant-man and the wasp and this mission that they have in quantumania is going to directly relate back to wanda wandavision yeah 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 Yeah. because it's wanda and loki's collaboration or you know not a real collaboration but wanda and loki's the events that surrounded them split the multiverse up yeah it's very exciting Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I think we did it. And I think the only other piece of information we need now is what is next in the Lore Order, because we are diving into phase three, are we not? Yeah, phase three is happening, um, whether we like it or not. And these are phase three and four. Phase three is long. Phase three is about the size of phase one and two put together. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, We're happy that we've reached the end of phase two. We're a little sad because it was such a great phase, right? Like the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful film solid as we, as we continue our journey. But as I, you know, teased a little bit before, uh, and as the post credit scene leads us into it's time for civil war, it's time for civil war. Uh, and I remember loving this movie so much. It's a Captain America movie, but it's really it's Avengers, Avengers three, two and a half, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's most definitely half, Avengers, yeah. yeah. So, um, but we'll see. I'm excited to rewatch it. Um, lots of uh, lots of characters in this one, man. And you know, this is where we we get T'Challa. So like, yes, this is where we meet him. Fucking a man, let's go. And and Tom Holland, Spidey, right? Spider Man. The guy that climbs up walls. They claim that they didn't really know that he was coming, but like, come on, they had to have been alluding to him in that last speech. They had to have been only because it was a year and a half of contract negotiations to get him in that movie. Exactly. Exactly. But he's coming. He's coming, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. All right. That was great, man. I'm happy we did that. I'm sorry that you have to go to bed now thinking about what you didn't know about Artex, but... um. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god unbelievable yeah but way to shout him out in the song i appreciate that right right uh for icon or wycon i'm andrew david sotomayor i'm cj laroche and we'll mcu next, next time, time.